went to the library today. I don't remember the last time I went to the library. And I saw the most wholesome conversation between, I guess it was like a group of people, but basically it was like this old couple was tutoring this little kid. He was maybe like seven, eight, um, single mom. Um, and he was like, here, here's what we worked on today. He's doing really well. Um, yeah, I'm just really proud of the progress he's been making, like all these things. And like, I mean, I'm assuming he was tutoring him because they were doing math, but I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe it was like, I don't know. Anyway, um, and they were just, they were just talking about it. And this old man, like, sees somebody who's with this girl with the single mom I'm assuming she's single she didn't have a ring on I don't know again don't know backstories but he basically was like oh my gosh you're looking more and more like your mother every day and like it was so wholesome oh my gosh like I can't even and then like everyone was so nice and like I've tried to be really intentional about noticing good things that happen throughout the day and like Three people held the door for me today, so I made sure to hold the door for three for three people as well because it's the little things like that that literally mean the most. Like, I was walking in the rain to class the other day. It was freezing cold. Uh, my AirPods were dead. I'd forgotten my laptop, and I was already five minutes late to class, and so I was not having a good day. And I'm walking to class, and this guy, he's like fully embracing the rain like he has an umbrella in his hand but it's not up he's like has this huge smile on his face like really good energy about him and as we pass on the sidewalk he goes good morning and I just never realized like like that changed my whole day and I understand that like maybe I shouldn't have given it the power to but at the same time I think it's like when you're having a bad day, just those little things are just so important. And I try to remember, like, if, if something like that happened to me, I always try to, like, reciprocate it, whether that be, like, the same person or pay it forward or, I don't know, whatever it may be, just to realize that, like, I think I, because I go to class three days a week, I just, I understand how especially with my social anxiety just how much of a task that can be just to literally go to class like even if I'm not participating just to go the act of going means I have to get up means I have to look somewhat presentable which means I have to be in clothes and not pajamas and like all these things that like normally I only have to worry about one day a week and it's a pain and sometimes just I just have a bad sometimes I have bad days I mean who doesn't and it's the little things that really just like my day around and everyone was so sweet at the library like even the lady who was like checking me out was like you look so pretty and I never met this lady before like no idea who she is and I was like thank you and then like this other guy um I don't know there was some mix-up about this little kid doing a scavenger hunt and somebody thought that I had completed the library scavenger hunt and the guy was like oh so wait have did you do the scavenger I was like yeah I did like joking and he was like okay okay (laughs) just because like I don't know there was some mix-up and his co-worker had like said something about somebody needing the prize for the scavenger hunt I love that he assumed first that it was me and then went to the five-year-old little girl across from me we love that um 
but I don't know, just maintaining like a positive energy. And I had several people who I don't really talk to today, like actually go out of their way to talk to me. And just small things like that seriously make my day. And I don't know. It's been a good day today. So that's kind of why I wanted to record. I think that sometimes my best episodes come from my hardest days. But I also think that the majority come from my best days. So yeah, today's topic was a really last minute idea. Literally, I was driving home and it's gorgeous weather outside. Like it's it's not like rainy, like super rainy, but it's like dewy rainy. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's, there's so much fog out right now and it's gorgeous. Like I love, I don't know why, I can't explain it, but like fog, like chilly fog days, literally my favorite because it's like overcast, but it's not like stormy and it's not like super hot and sunny, but it's like in between. And I also visualize fog and like it's oh my gosh especially on open fields or like in like an empty how do I describe it like an empty patch of forest as like the inside of my mind when I am going through it like like a lot of times I'll I um I'll use metaphors like I feel like I'm drowning um I can't get out I'm trapped in a box like that sort of thing um to describe my depression and anxiety But I think fog so beautifully kind of flips that to where like, I feel like it does describe my mental state with it being overcast and and dreary and just kind of foggy and cloudy and you don't really, you can't really see what's in front of you. But also that unknown is like so pretty and like there's so much beauty in that if you just take a, I don't know. Guys, I psychoanalyze everything, it's bad. Anyway. So that was the first thing that's just really made my day great. But also I was able to take my exam that got pushed to Friday today. So I'm really glad that I took it. And I got the score back and I made lower than my first two scores. I'm hoping that she curves it. I'm not sure that she will though. But I was proud of myself because today I walked out of the testing center and I was like, I'm not going to cry. You know what? I know I did the best that I can and I thought all of those answers were perfectly correct and I also get like the the quiz our exams are like online but I because I test at the disability resource center they always give me a scratch sheet of paper so I like write like I literally dump my brain onto the paper because I'm like if for some reason she thinks that I, because sometimes I will validly argue for the opposite side of the answer. And like, unfortunately, like this is just, this is just it. Like we just take the final and we're done. Like may never see this professor again. No idea what if or if she's going to change my grade, you know, that sort of thing. But I was like, I did the best that I could. I studied my butt off this week. I was so anxious going into it. I literally checked my answers three times because I was like, I want to make sure everyone's filled. I want to make sure this, I think this is the best answer. So I walked out of there knowing that I did the very best I could and I worked my very hardest. And if my grade doesn't reflect that, then I mean, what can you do? And I think that like, for me, that is personally so much growth and that might not mean anything to anybody else. But I think 
if you had told me a year ago that I would be telling myself that it's okay to walk out after studying your butt off for a final and make a 70 and be okay with it knowing that you did your hardest. Like, no. Last year, the last year Josie would have walked out of the DRC and bawled my eyes out on the way home. I would have come home, I would have sulked all day. I would have, I literally would have let it affect the rest of my day, but I didn't today. And I, my gosh, how far have I come? Because I am proving to myself that like, yeah, obviously it's not the grade that I wanted. And it kind of sucks because I felt like I really did study the hardest that I possibly could. And it didn't, my grade didn't reflect that. And so like, that's discouraging, but it's also like, I think because I did the hardest that I could, it's more of a reflection of the teacher and less of a reflection of me. I think it would have been a whole different scenario if I had walked out of the DRC being like, mm, could have, could have studied a little harder, could have looked over that Quizlet one more time because no, I had, I knew that Quizlet back, literally like the back of my hand, back to front, front to back. I knew it all. And I was good and I like I knew concepts, I knew scenarios, like I was feeling so good. And yeah, it's discouraging, but I'm proud of myself. So anyway, that was the first part of my day. So I got to skip the first couple classes that um, that I go to in the morning. And so that was kind of nice just because last week was not a good week. Last week was super, how do I put it? mentally and emotionally exhausting and I literally came home and cried my eyes out I'm not kidding for three hours I laid on the ground like I didn't even lay on my bed I laid on the ground in the dark listening to cigarettes after sex literally just bawling my eyes out and that was just kind of the mood for not just the day but the week like just last week mm, bad bad week but I'm past it and I'm proud of myself because I was extremely intentional about making sure that I would vibrate on a high I don't okay people talk about that a lot I don't want to like talk about that like I know so much about it but like like there's the idea of like vibrating high at a high frequency and vibrating at a low frequency basically like anything that's negative towards you or towards others that's you're vibrating at a low frequency and then anything that's like positive encouraging good energy you know that kind of your vibration is high I wish I could give you more in depth about that I'll read up educate myself and then come back to you all next week about it but that's pretty much all I know about it um but I definitely think that you have the power to control your energy and I think that I I'm the type of person, I'm a four, I think I mentioned that last episode, but I really deeply care what people think, and not just like about me, like I just genuinely care about people, and it just, it sucks when people take that, like take advantage of that, and I, because I'm an individualist, I have this like strong desire to let everybody know who I am and express myself in forms of expression that I enjoy like painting and writing and whatever singing schoolwork 
whatever. I like to express myself. And because I have, because I search for this like meaning in life. And I know that's like so like philosophical, but it's honestly true. Like I couldn't tell you a time where I just did something just because like it was, it was what I had to do. And I just did it without any thought. Like if I did something just because I had to do it, I probably still did the thing, but I probably literally psychoanalyzed every part of it. Like, why am I doing this? What's going to be the end result? How is this going to affect me in five years? You know, that sort of thing. I do that with everything. And so to, and I think that this really ties into last week's episode, just to not really understand or know what boundaries to make for myself. It's really hard because I lack a lot a lot of self-esteem and I look for validation from other people and that's really hard because people just will let you down that's just moral of the story just you're gonna let yourself down people are gonna let you down you just have to learn how to like bounce back from that and I think I'm like I'm finally realizing that I can choose to be depressed I can choose to be sad I can choose to wallow I can sit in that Or I can experience my feelings, deeply feel for a little bit, give myself the time, you know, be with myself, recharge a little bit and bounce back and radiate at a high frequency. And I think that not only are you growing for yourself and really learning to kind of come back from, especially because I battle, I actually like, I battle things like anxiety and depression on a daily basis and that's kind of hard to just be like, okay, take my medication now, like take an antidepressants and I'm good. Like, we're good. Let's go. Um, Because that's not how depression works and like while some, like I definitely wholeheartedly believe in the power of my medication, but I don't rely solely on it. And I think that's the biggest thing, like one of the biggest things I've learned this past year is just like, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I can can do after I experience a really a really sad because I I'm not gonna lie to you I think that part of me is I don't remember what Enneagram number it is but it's like the feeler that's like deeply feels like just deeply feels and I think part of my Enneagram number four actually is that too but there's I like to feel like I feel like it reminds me that like I'm human and like that's normal and natural because I think it's so like societal societal why do I try to use these big words like looking at society it's kind of just norm to just not unload on people like just don't feel things are how they are just because that's how they are you just have to live with it and like a lot of times yeah you just have to do things because you want to you're just gonna have to deal with horrible people just because you have to But I think that, like, you don't have to just deal with it. Like, you could go in being like, all right, I'm going to go to school today. I'm going to see this person. I'm going to go in and I'm going to be positive about things. I'm not going to get snarky. I'm not going to attack or unload on people. I'm going to go in with, like, okay, these are the boundaries I have set for myself. And this is how I'm going to bounce back if it's not, like, received well. And I think that that is so hard. And I like genuinely believe that 
earth as a whole has this like this balance like I think that there's balance in everything obviously not perfect balance but just like the yin yang symbol it's like there's always going to be a little bit of bad in the good and there's always going to be a little bit of good in the bad it's like there there's a healthy balance and I think that that is something that I constantly want to strive for and I think I struggle with that um definitely I know I struggle with that in many aspects of my life but I don't know that's just something I've kept on the forefront so that has literally nothing to do with today's episode I really wanted to talk about um just safe people like just the idea of safe people again I think that this is a really good like boundaries part two episode I literally might title it that but safe people this has been on my mind a lot lately because there's only so much you can do to protect your peace and to protect your energy and to bounce back once you're hurt um or when somebody is is super just horrible to you there's only so much you can do um and I think that A lot of times, like for me, I want to really be able to understand somebody and to work through things. I think a lot of like the, the problem solver, like, I feel like I have, I feel like probably everyone has a little bit of that, but like, I don't want to live in constant quarreling with people and I don't want to fight about things just because like, we can, like, I really want to understand where you're coming from, but I also want you to hear and respect where I'm coming from. And some people just are not going to do that. And I think I'm just now learning how to navigate who's a safe person and who's not a safe person. And probably something that I will, like relationships and things that I'll, I will continue to navigate through. But as of right now, I feel like I know, of course this can change, but I think as of right now, I kind of know who my safe people are and who my unsafe people are. Um, And kind of what I look for in an unsafe person and what I look for in a safe person. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. And I'm going to take a lot of my previous relationship experience from what I'm about to talk about. So take it all with a grain of salt. But this is just where I'm coming from and what I've experienced. So yeah. Okay, here are my thoughts. So, safe people. What do you think of when you think of the word safe? I guess that's kind of my first thought. I usually think of a huge green light, which I know is like, (laughs) how is that safe? Um, I think of, for me, what it looks like in relationships. The idea of safe is somebody who is not, first and foremost, I think out of anything else, is not going to make you feel unworthy or not good enough or in any way, shape, or form, like, more anxious. Because, like, I struggle with anxiety and, like, a lot of times that's not a reflection of other people. It's just a reflection of me and where I'm at and my mental state, just things like that. And when people can see that and kind of come from a place of understanding, which I realize not everyone's going to do, I think it creates like a, I don't know, some people have just gone out of their way to make sure that 
I'm not struggling with my anxiety or giving me ways to cope with it that's that go beyond myself and obviously again you can't expect that from people just let me just go ahead and tell you you can't expect that from people but I just admire so much when somebody can make you feel valid in your feelings and reassure you of the things that you're struggling with they should never make your anxiety depression ADHD literally whatever you struggle with maybe it's your sexuality maybe it's your beliefs they should never make you feel like they're not valid even if it comes from a place of like I don't necessarily agree with you but I understand where you're coming from that still in and of itself that is my biggest green flag in terms of relationships and not just like like boy relationships but like friendships like who wants a friend or just a relationship with someone who is not going to make you feel valid in every aspect of your life and obviously like I make bad decisions and I want people to hold me accountable to the things that I say I'm going to do and the ways I say I'm going to act, you know, that sort of thing. And if it's not lining up, like, call me out. Call me out. I need that. But also at the same time, like, don't tell me that I feel too deeply or don't tell me that my sadness isn't valid just because I don't have one specific reason or trauma that I've gone through to make that valid because I should not have to show you all of the ways I'm suffering for you to believe that I'm suffering or try to understand that I am like you know I don't know so I say that's my biggest that's my biggest thing so if somebody and a lot of that plays in the energy that I get from people and again really hard to describe if you're an energy person you get it if not I'm really not sure how to describe this to you other than like literally just the feelings that you get from another person it doesn't even have to be like talking or anything it's just facial expressions posture I mean a lot of it plays into like what they're saying to you how they're responding to you how they perceive you how they treat you that sort of thing but a lot of it can just be like how they're facing you like is their body language like really hostile and like you know I don't know kind of like I'm better than you type like broodiness that's not the right word but you know what I'm saying is it that or is it like let me get to your level. I'm going to cross. This is something. Oh, oh my gosh. I think it's my ADHD that like I notice the minute that I'm in a conversation and talking with somebody and we're not like under a table. I notice the way that your leg is crossed towards me, which a lot of times that's I know that's so subconscious, but even our subconscious speaks to us in small ways. And I think that that is one of the biggest indicators. Obviously, it doesn't apply to everybody. But a lot of times if somebody has their legs crossed, I mean, specifically guys, or not, specifically girls, this, I don't know if this applies to guys, but like, if your leg is crossed away from another person, it usually shows like discomfort or just hostile energy, just an unwillingness to be open and understanding. Like, again, a lot of that, probably people just are not thinking of but like even for me I'll, I'll notice I'll be like oh my legs like aren't crossed to this person and you know what I don't feel comfortable in this situation you know so just kind of take note of that and like body language and I'm sure with guys it's much more of just like are they face towards you 
are they expressing to you that they actually care what you have to say and do they hear you do they see like that sort of thing because like after my last relationship this the guy that I was dating like I made it pretty known I felt I mean obviously I'm not the best at this and like first relationship I've I've learned and I'm still learning but I made it pretty known that I still wanted to be friends and I know like literally listening to shout out to all the podcasters that I listen to I was gonna say y'all probably know who y'all are but you won't be listening to this like Emma Chamberlain Lexi and I've just started listening to this new podcast called Ugly and literally love it. I think the host host is Tilly, pretty sure. I don't know. I've only listened to a couple of episodes, but love them. I have gotten so much. I think not just that, also media, other people telling me things just like, don't be friends with your ex. Just don't do it. Like, obviously, that's really a hard thing to kind of like, I don't know not accomplished because I don't want to make it sound like a task but like I just don't think it's super healthy to stay in contact with your ex just because like they have seen you in a different light than everybody else and like obviously still be respectful still be kind and understanding especially if they're willing to talk to you like don't make them think that you aren't open to that but at the same time know your boundaries know your boundaries um yeah where was that going I have no idea sorry loves um my dad just got home and he has one of his students so I went up to say hey they invited me to go to dinner with them but I was like "Mm, I'm going to Taco Bell because I'm really feeling a taco anyway I should do an episode on tacos not tacos but Taco Bell just because like I feel like I get a lot of hate for liking Taco Bell, but you like what you like. And it's been a good day, so why not reward myself with a $2 taco? Anyway, what were we talking about? Green flags, yes. So another one of my green flags is just like clear communication, like from the get-go. Like, I don't know, biggest thing for me is like, friendships, relationships, whatever, if somebody is not willing to talk to you either about how they're feeling, how their day went, like if it's all surface level, mm, red flags, I don't know. And I think that's specifically toward like for me, towards relationships, just because like I know I can't be super vulnerable with everybody that I meet, like especially the people I'm going to be friends with, like there's just some friends that I just don't tell certain things and that's just boundaries but there are people that I do tell everything and who have made it clear that they are willing to have open communication and like have a want to like know me better and even if it's just simply like hey how's your day and the genuineness of being like hey you know it wasn't great honestly kind of sucked and if if it's really bad, like, just kind of getting into that, and maybe you don't have to get into that for everyone, or, like, if people ask, again, people are going to take advantage of your lack of boundaries, and they will create boundaries for you, um, this I know from personal experience, I wish I, I wish I could say I didn't, but 
truth of the matter is that that's just how some people are and so I look specifically for people who just talk whether that just be like random shit or like really hard shit like whatever if someone's not willing to talk about it talk through it especially like just the surface level stuff that's just a clear indicator that they're not going to be able to talk with you about like hard stuff maybe it comes from a place of just not knowing how lack of immaturity or maybe it comes from a place of genuinely like not caring enough for you in that way and that can be a really hard thing um especially when you like the person so that's something I look for not only in my relationships but also my friendships um another thing for me I think that would be a green flag is just like general respect for people and just once again just like I know I struggle and like I don't know the things I've been saying that are my green flags and that are my red flags even just I understand I want you to know that like I come from a place of understanding that those will not always be met like you might have a situation where like communication just sucks like maybe it's something somebody's going through maybe that's just multiple reasons just miss general miscommunication whatever it may be those things are inevitable and that's gonna happen but like obviously you don't want somebody who just like doesn't want to talk to you at all and it's just like that and I think that once you like know yourself and know these kind of things that you're looking for like general red flags and green flags you're able to kind of go into a friendship or a potential relationship with the idea of like okay like this is what I'm not okay with this is what I am okay with um and again I struggle with a lot of these things I'm not always great at a lot of these things, especially when I'm having a hard week or a really hard day. But there are certain people that are just, and I know, again, we should talk about in this episode, I want to talk about this, just safe people and relying too heavily on those people for happiness. But I think that there is a healthy balance of like being able to bounce things off of somebody and have them bounce other things off like does that make sense I don't know like if you're like one person for instance again I won't name drop for sake of like privacy or whatever um but one of my best friends is able to turn my mood around in like two seconds flat she just knows exactly what to say when I'm having a hard day and maybe it's just like not even like oh my gosh here are all the things you need to hear that'll make you feel better maybe it's literally just like I don't understand what you're going through I don't know what you're going through but I love you and I care for you and I'm gonna be here like maybe it's just that she's able to do that and I think that that comes from a place of just she genuinely knows herself and she struggles too like not to say that I'm the only one that struggles or that other people just struggle all the time like we all go through it sometimes and None of us are perfect. And I think when you realize that and understand that and like you're able to almost create like less expectations for people um, because I think the more expectations you set for people, the more you're expecting to get out of them. And that is something I've really struggled with. Um, So I guess that kind of leads me to the the whole idea of like unsafe people, red lights, what do you not want in a person or 
whether this be relationship or friendship, like, what are some really, what are some key things? Um, for me, I talked about it before, just like the whole idea of just an unwillingness to get to know you on a personal level, like that sort of thing. But I think like one of the biggest, biggest red flags for me is just a lack of respect. And if, and I think that this has to come from a place of like, you just have to know who you are and be secure in your your identity yourself, um, which again, we work through and, you know, it comes from a place like, for me, it comes from a place of like, I hope like, I expect certain things from people just because, like, I can't go around not expecting someone to, like, I don't know. I can't go around expecting my best friend not to say hey to me um, when I say hey to her. Like, even if it's just, like, hey, I don't want to talk right now. Hey, I'm going through it. Like, I know she's going to be there for me. And, you know, maybe she doesn't respond one day. But I also know that, like, that's not her. That's not her. And we should be able to talk through it and I should have a sense of understanding. Like, I just hope that I am that for other people and like, no matter what people go through or what they take out on other people, like, obviously you shouldn't justify those things, um, in your head, but sometimes just the willingness to have somewhat of an understanding and general respect for people to be like, hey, like, I know this person isn't like this, but like, I still respect them. I value their opinions. I think that they're completely valid in what they're feeling, how they're feeling, what they're going through, you know, that sort of thing. And I can tell, I can tell when somebody has a general just respect and whether this be just like for life or just people. Like, I think so much of it just like and maybe it's more of like a love like a general just like love and like want to get to know people and want to respect people but also like a love and a passion for life um I guess that's another one of my red flags is if guys oh my gosh this is not just guys I can tell you for a fact this is not just guys people I've experienced the idea I think I already talked a little bit about this but the idea of like not caring is cool like who decided that was a thing who decided that it should be a social norm for people to literally act like assholes and justify it by being like it makes me cool like I'm just cool that way when has being mean to people ever been cool no I that is a big a big red flag for me it's like if you don't care and you're trying to act like maybe in some situations, like obviously I'm not, I'm I'm not saying that like everyone should go out and be like, I care so deeply about this penny that you've just dropped on the ground. Like not like stupid shit like that. I'm talking like if you don't have a general just care and kind of like zest for life. And I, I know that we go through waves again. Like it's not always going to be like that, especially when we're going through it. But a general passion, a care for people, a care for things, a care for places, a care for life. Like, if you act like you don't care, chances are you're coming from a place, I don't know 100%, but chances are you're coming from a place of like either real insecurity or just general assholery. Where was that from? Oh my gosh, somebody said that the other day in a movie. One of my friends was like, no, was it my, I think it was my brother that was like, I watched this movie and somebody said something about, anyway, okay, 
I'm getting off off track. Squirrel brain. Anyway, um, just a general zest for life is so attractive. Like, not just again in couple relationships, but just like with people. Like, my one of my best friends ever gets excited over the most stupid stuff, and that is one of my favorite things about her. Like, literally, I don't even think that she knows or takes notice of other people knowing that she does this but she just has such a passion for life and she is not afraid to get excited about things and to show that she actually cares because it's cool to care sorry if you think that like not caring is cool maybe that comes from a place of just like I don't understand why people would do that but I think it I don't know I just think it comes from a a place of really deeply caring about how you're viewed and your image. And not to say that I don't struggle with that because trust me, I do. But I also care deeply about myself and I don't ever want to deprecate that for somebody else to be like, oh yeah, she's cool as fuck. Like literally... I couldn't, no, I couldn't care less about that. And I think that, like, also the thing I've really struggled with personally is, like, this, I, if I am just pretending to be everybody else, not caring, wearing whatever I want, just because everybody else is wearing it, like, that whole idea of just, like, fitting in with everybody else just to get their approval, is that a good approval? Like, is that an approval I literally could do a whole episode on this is that the type of approval that we should be striving for like are you gen like I think this comes from a place of understanding that I do not get satisfaction for people giving me approval for me not being myself because there are going to be people that love and hate you regardless of how you are whether that be you look just and you look and act just like the next girl or you're genuinely yourself. People are going to love and hate both versions. But I find so much more meaning in the idea of somebody truly loving the genuineness of myself. Like, maybe they don't understand it, but you don't have to understand me to love me. Like, I think that that that's something hard that, like, I know I struggle with, but... I think I've come to this place of like, I genuinely want to love people. And yeah, of course I want some of that back. But like, at the same time, that's not what life's about. Like, I want to show love. I don't need to be loved. Especially if that love comes from a place of hurting myself. Because I find that I'm left with this emptiness, this Temporary satisfaction I think I'm going to find in this idea of people approving me for how I'm like how I'm acting or how I'm dressing if it's not myself like if it's not in its most genuine form I mean I don't know if that applies to you but like think about the times you get validated for things you're complimented for things and it's like wow I like woke up today and like I wanted to put that on because I love it and I don't care if it says I love drugs So many people are going to disapprove of that. But, like, there is meaning behind this. And I have confidence because it makes me look cute. And, like, all these things. And you're, like, completely disregarding everybody else. If that comes from a genuine place of, like, 
I'm wearing this because I want to wear it and I love it and I don't care what anybody else thinks, chances are you're going to notice more when people validate you for that, honestly. I think that maybe that's, maybe that's just something I've experienced, but almost it's like, almost when I'm not looking for that validation from other people is when I get it the most. Um, and maybe that's just me noticing just because I'm not looking for it and not like hyper fixated on whether or not people are thinking about me or what they say to me or how they respond to me. Like, I don't know. It just leaves me with such an emptiness when I know, like when I'm striving to be somebody I'm not and to try to get validation for that. So holy heck, what the heck am I talking about? Okay. Back to the topic guys. Sorry. Squirrel brainness is real um i'm also really hungry and definitely want a taco so i think i'm gonna wrap this up but basically all that to say i think i'm gonna do a part two i don't know that's not a fully formed idea anyway all that to say you have to pick your people really carefully again plays into boundaries a heck of a ton just you gotta know what type of things you want and what type of things you don't want and be okay with some people not understanding that. Um, but you have to look for the safe people. The people who are not going to make you feel unworthy. The people who are going to not understand what you're going through and still love you. The people who are going to be able to bounce ideas off of you, be able to share in what you, what you believe in or what you think and... I can tell you that that's not everything because I definitely have friendships with people where half the things that we see, like whether that be religious, political, whatever, we don't agree on it, but we can still get along and respect each other. Like that is such a big thing. If somebody doesn't respect you, they do not deserve you. So that's kind of, I guess I'll wrap it up there. Um, That was just kind of a random stream of subconscious this week guys no outline which is not completely like not normal for me but I hope you guys enjoyed and take what you will from this I love you very deeply and I hope that you're having an amazing week this week go outside that's my one challenge for you go outside whether it be foggy rainy snowy sunny whatever go outside Take a couple deep breaths, center yourself. That is such an important thing to do, whether you're having the best day of your life or whether you are questioning your existence. I think it's so healing to be one with nature and to just kind of find yourself in that. I don't know. I think that that is just something that's been on my mind because we're reading, my gosh, that was aggressive. My door just closed because the air turns on. Scares the shit out of me. Sorry. What was I saying? Oh yeah, we're reading The Scarlet Letter. So I think the idea of like being one with nature, that the romantics just so heartedly like loved, like, did I just say so heartedly? No, I meant so wholeheartedly. Oh my gosh, guys. Okay, I'm hungry. Um, I'm gonna go get a taco. I hope that this was in some way an encouragement to you, but I love you and tune back next week for another episode and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.